Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise. Welcome to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jay Mornette, and today I'm joined by three local nonprofits, Loaves and Fishes Community Services, the Rotary Club of Naperville, and Metropolitan Asian Family Services. You're watching Spotlight. And joining me now from Loaves and Fishes Community Services is their president, Mike Havala. Mike, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much, Jane. We really appreciate uh, getting the opportunity here to talk about uh, some really wonderful new things that uh, we have going on at Loaves and Fishes. Yeah, I'm excited to hear that. So, but what, let's just start right out with a little bit about what you're seeing across the community in terms of the need right now for your services. Sure, absolutely. So. Uh, before COVID hit, what we saw or what we're seeing is that about one in five people in our community are living either under the poverty line or in a low income situation. And when you're in that situation, you're cutting corners. Food is one of the most uh, frequent areas where people cut corners, which means they're either skipping meals or if they are buying food, it's food that's inexpensive and probably unhealthy for them. So a significant need in our community Again, about one in five people in, in DuPage County, Will County, and surrounding counties. Uh, when COVID hit, of course, that need grew substantially and suddenly overnight uh, when we shut down back in March of last year. And as an example, before COVID, we might see uh, 20 or so new families a week sign up for services, so that's new families. When COVID hit, uh, that 20 grew to about 200 new families each and every week uh, needing assistance. And so obviously with what's gone on in the pandemic, uh, the need has grown substantially over what was already uh, a, a big base. Yeah, that's uh, and, and unfortunately, I'm sure we're not going to be seeing the end of that anytime soon, right? Sure. Um, Mike, in 2019, you and I remember you and I talked about this. You started uh, a major strategic planning initiative, and a big part of that was uh, the acquisitional building of a new building. So, uh, you know, we're we're right there now. So, tell us a little bit more about that, if you would. Yeah. So, as part of our strategic plan, one of the big things we wanted to do is take a another look at our whole model for distributing food and services to our clients. And so we did a lot of analysis and a lot of research. Uh, we engaged a group, uh, the University of Chicago, uh, Booth alumni, nonprofit consultants. They did a lot of research and analysis uh, for us as well. And together we concluded that we needed to go to a hub and spoke model. Uh, and that hub and spoke model would really change the way of how we provide food and services to our clients. Another big part of our strategic plan was making sure we could provide healthier food to our clients because it's not just more food that they need, but it's healthier food uh, that's really critical uh, to their well-being. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, uh, it, it, it's often frustrating because it feels like the healthier choices are a little more expensive. But when you look at the, you know, the outcome of not having healthy food and not making those good choices in terms of what you put into your body, you, 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 pay, you either pay up front or you pay on the back end, right? I mean, unfortunately, absolutely. that's the way it is. Um, Mike, you mentioned something, the, the hub and spoke model. Can, can you explain to us a little bit more what that is? Sure, absolutely. So now with the purchase of this new building that we announced a little earlier this week, uh, that building will serve at our, as our hub. And in the hub and spoke model, the hub will serve to uh, receive the goods that we get, in our case, food. We can process it, store it. Uh, we can fulfill orders from there. And so it's really a warehouse distribution fulfillment center as the hub, as the center point. Okay. And then that will feed or distribute product out to all of our spokes. And for example, our uh, grocery market at our Naperville facility uh, will be one of the spokes. Our Bolingbrook satellite will be one of our spokes. Our home deliveries and, and mobile pantries, those are all spokes. And through the hub and spoke model, the spokes can be very fluid and can be very flexible. Uh, and that whole model creates a system that's much more scalable it's much more efficient. It's a lower cost to serve. Uh, it's more expansive. We can serve more people. And so it accomplishes really a lot of the things that we want to accomplish in our strategic plan uh, about serving more people, better food in a more efficient way. Yeah, and um, Mike, tell, remind us, where is that uh, hub now located? Uh, yeah, so the hub is located about 1.3 miles from our existing facility in Naperville, and it's just across on the other side of Route 59, so it's in Aurora. Okay. Uh, and so uh, it's very close to our current facility located in Aurora. Okay. No, that's wonderful. And I know, you know, certainly you and I have spoken about, you know, the way that you've had to be so nimble with the pandemic in terms of, you know, things like your mobile pantry and, and just kind of, you know, you were going to test in Bolingbrook and you launched because you needed to. So, uh, you know, that certainly uh, makes a lot of sense as you talk about it. Um, and you also talked about being able to serve more people. Say a little bit more about that. Yeah. So to the hub, we will be able to serve more people from a couple perspectives. Number one, we have a lot more space now. Uh, and by changing our model, so we call it an omnichannel distribution model. So now clients will be able to shop in our market. They'll be able to order the groceries online and that'll be fulfilled at our distribution center, our hub. And they can also pick up prepacked groceries curbside, which will also happen at our hub as well. So now our clients, not only will they have choice in the food they get, uh, but they'll also have choice in how they get that food and when they get that food. So it's a much better way to increase access uh, to the food and services that people need yeah. uh, by doing what we're doing. Yeah, that's terrific. I mean, it certainly makes you, it, it really does kind of put more of the control in the hands of your clients that need the food, right? So, um, Mike, how can the community support this initiative? Because obviously, you know, it, it comes with a big price tag and a lot of work and a lot of energy, and I know you've been pushing hard on it. How can the community help? Sure. Well, a project like this is always built by the community for the community. And so uh, we've initiated a capital campaign, of course, to help us fund the $3.1 million that the facility will cost. And so um, you can go on our website, and I know you'll refer to that later on. Uh, and that website 
our website will uh, address how you can help. Uh, an example would be we have building blocks that people can uh, buy, if you will, or donate to and they get name recognition on our, our wall of uh, honor, if you will, in our building. There are naming opportunities for you know, rooms in the building, areas in the building, or the whole building itself. Uh, that information, again, is all in our website. So certainly our capital campaign is really important for us to be able to make this investment uh, in the community. And of course, volunteering people, you know, your time is always, always a helpful thing to do. Uh, you know, most of the work at Lowe's and Fishes is done by volunteers, and we have a great group of volunteers. And so uh, that's always another helpful thing that people can do. Yeah. Well, that certainly, um, you know, you have, you've got a very passionate group of volunteers and um, we wish you the best of luck, Mike, with the capital campaign. Uh, we're excited to see, you know, it's exciting to see the strategic plan playing out, the purchase of the building and you being able to pivot to be able to uh, address the needs that we have for food insecurity in this community and beyond. So thank you for stopping by. We appreciate it always. Well, and thank you very much. We really appreciate all that you do for our community as well. And uh, we appreciate the opportunity to, uh, to get our message out to people in the community so they know uh, what we're doing. So thank Absolutely. You. Absolutely. Thank you, Mike. And if you're interested in learning more about Loaves and Fishes and their new Hub and Spoke initiative and their new building and their capital campaign, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay with us. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. For more than 150 years, you've believed in Busey. Today, more than ever, we believe in you. To our healthcare workers, first responders, and local businesses, you're central to the communities we're proud to call home. Busey's grateful to partner with you and your families through life's ups and downs, today and for generations to come. Because as neighbors helping neighbors, we're in this together. Busey, grateful to serve the communities we call home. in your watching spotlight. I'm your host, Jay Mournette, and joining me now is Alma Jones. She's the president of the Rotary Club of Naperville. Welcome to the show, Alma. Jane, thank you for having me. I'm really, really pleased to be here. Absolutely. Well, we're always happy to have our friends from Rotary, and we'll start right out by just reminding the viewers, what's your mission? The mission that Rotary is known for most frequently is the phrase, service above self. And that is really, uh, that really embodies uh, the mission in general, both locally and globally. Uh, locally, we engage in community service to help our partners in the community and the surrounding area. Globally, in many countries throughout the world, we do the same type of service, much more involved. Uh, but uh, local and global service really is the mission of yeah. Rotary. 
So, Alba, as you talk about that service above self, um, give me an, an example of kind of what you mean when you say service above self. Like, how do you tangibilize that these days? Well, locally, we have made a commitment to have at least one monthly hands-on service project every month. It helps us engage our members and uh, bring them together, and we really feel like the uh, it, it brings to light what service above self really means in the community. Some of the examples of that would be uh, ringing bells for the Salvation Army, cleaning up the gardens at St. Patrick's residence, uh, blood drives that we assist the Red Cross with, installation of smoke detectors, hands-on projects similar to those. Globally, uh, we've, we've funded medical equipment to Honduras. We have funded life-saving pediatric open-heart surgeries in India, provided clean water in India, built schools in Honduras. Um, locally, uh, we provide over $300,000 annually of grants to nonprofit organizations, as well as high school scholarship opportunities. Um, the club over the last 20 years has given $2.2 million to humanitarian programs. That's incredible. I mean, that's a lot of money and a lot of very varied projects that you're engaged with. And I love the fact that you talk about being very hands-on. I think that's uh, that brings people together. It's that service above self, but it does bring bring people together and build those bonds. Talk a little bit, if you would, Alma, about the history of the Rotary Club. Yes, Rotary was founded in 1905 in Chicago by Paul Harris. And his, his initiative was simply to gather a group of business people together um, of diverse backgrounds, form lifelong friendships. Uh, he did that, but a few years later, the humanitarian service part of, of Rotary came into play. And so from, from that time, uh, and in 1905, members have had a long track record of addressing challenges in their communities. Today, there are 35,000 Rotary Clubs throughout the world, uh, 1.2 million members, and in 200 countries. Um, locally, uh, our history is rather rich in that the Rotary Club of Naperville was founded 80 years ago this year in 2021. So from 15 members in our founding 80 years ago to 115 members today, um, we are really pleased to mark this anniversary this year. Yeah, that's a long and very rich history. And I think, you know, you talk a little bit about those friendships, which is certainly something I've noticed, uh, particularly on, on a local level. You see a lot of that. Um, what's the accomplishment you're most proud of? There's a recent accomplishment that we're very proud of. The Jazz Quilt was a fundraiser just accomplished in November, and we were able to provide $70,000 of funding, immediate need to the organizations that support mental health awareness and domestic violence abuse. And so we were very pleased at that. And another installation is Rotary Harmony Park in 2018, 
we installed as a as a gift to the community, along with a partnership with Century Walk, we installed the outdoor musical instruments along the River Walk. And we like to say it's a place where there are no wrong notes. Ah, I love that. Well, and interesting that both of those projects have some music there, Almer. So I love that. Uh, Talk a little bit about your plans for 2021. I know it's, you know, it's probably not going to be the, the, a, a similar year to 2020, but it's not, we're not going to be back to normal. So what are your plans for 2021? We are focused on continuing the, uh, the, service, quote, uh, the service area that we talked about, the hands-on service monthly. We are, are proud to be bringing an international service summit uh, May 1st to the community. It will all be virtual. Um, it's going to be a really exciting opportunity. Uh, we are celebrating, uh, of course, as I mentioned, our 80th anniversary, uh, which will be in March upcoming. And we are focusing on continuing to engage members in the community that would like to know more about Rotary to learn how they can become members of our club. We, uh, we really are focused on active uh, hands-on service, and we want members that are interested in that to join us. That's wonderful. And, and uh, Alma, what would they do? How would somebody, uh, if they saw this, they thought, gosh, that really, that aligns with kind of what I want to be doing with my life. Uh, how, do they, how do they become a member? They can go to our website, and there is an area where they can seek more information there uh, and can contact us. We'll be in contact with them. And Anyone is invited to join us at our weekly Zoom meetings, Thursdays at 1215. Anyone is invited to join, and uh, we welcome that. That's wonderful. Uh, Alma, thank you so much for coming by. We so appreciate always hearing about the good work that your club is doing and uh, always so welcoming. So thank you for coming by. Jane, thank you for having me. We really appreciate that and appreciate all that NCTV does in the community. Well, thank you. Thank you. And to our viewers, to find out more about the Rotary Club of Naperville, please go and visit their website. We're going to be right back after a few short messages. Stay with us. For more than 150 years, you've believed in Busey. Today, more than ever, we believe in you. To our healthcare workers, first responders, and local businesses, you're central to the communities we're proud to call home. Busey's grateful to partner with you and your families through life's ups and downs, today and for generations to come. Because as neighbors helping neighbors, we're in this together. Busey, grateful to serve the communities we call home. Welcome back to Spotlight. And joining me now from Metropolitan Asian Family Services is Rashida Pandey. Welcome to the show, Rashida. Thank you so much, Jane, for having me today. I'm super happy to talk to you. And we'll start right out. Uh, Metropolitan Asian Family Services, or MAFS, right? Uh, give us your mission. 
So, Metropolitan Asian Family Services is actually one of the oldest and the largest nonprofit organizations that's been working in Chicagoland since 1993. So, it's been like 30, over 28 years, you know, serving the immigrant community from, you know, South Asian, Middle Eastern, and Eastern European countries. Uh, and our mission really is to, you know, educate, counsel, and empower these immigrants, you know, so that they become productive residents of this country, you know, instead of becoming a liability on the system. And uh, to achieve this mission, we really have a very comprehensive range of programs and services that we provide them. And these are really designed to make them not just economically stronger, but also socially, emotionally, psychologically stronger, you know, so that they can adapt better to the life in the States here. And we, in turn, are, you know, are able to cultivate a very, uh, you know, I would say inclusive immigrant community. Yeah, that's so wonderful. That's I love that. And now, where, Rachida, where are the uh, geographic areas that you service? Because you talked about Chicagoland. I know you've got an area right here, a, a facility in Naperville. Where, where do you service? So we are headquartered in Roselle, but we have 11 locations throughout Chicagoland covering all seven counties, you know, DuPage, Will, Kane, Kendall, Lake, McHenry, and Cook. Uh, we have uh, centers, two very thriving centers right here in Naperville. You know, those are one of our biggest centers. And I, I just want to say that we offer, those centers offer all the programs and services that we have under our banner for the benefit of the Naperville residents. Uh, then we have offices in Orland Park, Carroll Stream, Elgin, uh, Roselle, Schomburg, Niles, Chicago, and Vernon Hills. So it pretty much covers, you know, the whole of Chicagoland, and uh, we're able to reach out to so many people across. Yeah, absolutely. That's a big geography, but I know, you know, we we have been, I've been to your centers here in Naperville, and they certainly are thriving. That is true. Um, You mentioned programs and services, so let's dive into that. What are some of the most important services that you provide? So, uh, you know, before talking about the programs, I just want to quickly say that we have three organizations like Sister Concerns that completely work in tandem to achieve the mission and these programs fall under them. So under MAFS, uh, you know, we have welfare programs which are aimed towards, you know, uh, uh, strengthening financially weaker families and programs such as nutrition, health, uh, you know, uh, congregate meal programs, public benefit programs, all of that. Then we have UMass, which is Universal Metro Asian Services. Under that, we have adult daycare centers and home care services. And then we have the third wing, you know, which is the Metro Home Health organization which basically provides medical services for people in their homes you know so uh, pretty much the programs are divided like that and so let's begin with the welfare programs you know one of our most uh, uh, important programs is the nutrition program the congregate meal programs where we cook fresh you know ethnic tasty Indian meals every day in our kitchens and we provide them to our seniors uh, you know and it really serves dual purpose because they get healthy meals uh, because they can't eat frozen western meals and they also get to social with you know people that takes care of their isolation uh, another program that we have and it is very important to uh, financially strengthen the community is the public benefits program under which we help uh, you know weaker families to access benefits like you know Medicare Medicaid or uh, cash assistance uh, you know food stamps uh, social security all of it you know which directly gives them economic security or you know helps them save cost which strengthens their financial position so that is another program then we have adult literacy programs Program wherein, uh, and it's it's a beautiful program because we have 50 seniors, you know, trying to learn, uh, uh, speak, and write basic English. It's absolutely so cute to watch them learn, uh, you know, uh, trying to acquire language skills at this age, and they're doing it very well. Uh, so that's one of our very strong programs. Uh, 
Then we have an immigration assistance program where we uh, help the community file for all sorts of immigration applications, you know, naturalization, green cards, you know, visas, um, passport renewals, all of that. Because, you know, they face so much of barriers, you know, it's important to assist them so that they can strengthen their immigration status, right? So that is another welfare program. And then we have a program called uh, uh, Memory Cafe, which is uh, for uh, patients of dementia and uh, you know, cognitive problems. And that, again, is a very, very special program because they can come with their caregivers, you know, have a nice time. We play memory games. Uh, we have song and dance. And it really helps increase their memory power, yeah. even if by a little bit, right? Yeah. So it's, it's a beautiful atmosphere that's created. And the caregivers also feel very motivated in this program because they are with them and they bond with them together. Right. So, yeah. That's a lot. I mean, that's a lot of programming, a lot of different, yeah. uh, you know, that's really a full circle uh, of support mm-hmm. and services that you're providing. And so obviously a key question, because you talked about kind of the coming together, is how have you pivoted uh, during the pandemic? I mean, obviously that's had an impact on the way you do business and, and the services you're providing. Our first concern was how do we continue to provide services to our seniors, which is a very, very vulnerable population, and they depend on us on an everyday basis for essential services, especially adult daycare and home care services, right? So, but that's when a, you know, brilliant, hardworking and creative team came together. You know, we came up with creative ideas and that coupled with the technology, we were able to transition every single program of ours, you know, into remote format or, you know, we were able to deliver it through low contact or no contact method. So just to give you an example, our nutrition program, we, you know, we used to happen in a social setting overnight we could just change it into a home delivered meal programs and for the next day you know our drivers started home delivering the meals to our seniors so they did not lose out the meal even for a single day you know so that effectiveness well we kind of launched yeah launched the program and then likewise you know our home care services and um, uh, home health services are essential services so they continued as it is of course taking all the precautions of masks and ppes and social distancing all of it uh, then our public benefit programs which again through which we reach out to 4000 people every year you know that got transitioned in a remote way we were still taking phone calls we were applying for their applications online uh, we were doing all the follow ups and uh, you know still ensured that they get the benefits during this difficult time, especially benefits like stimulus checks, unemployment benefits, because that is so much on the rise right now, right? So important to have those economic uh, safety nets uh, in place for your... Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit, just as we wrap up here, you know, you've you've talked about a lot of things that you've been able to do. How would you sum up the impact on the community of maths? Yeah. So, you know, when we talk about impact, I really want to talk about two aspects. One impact that the organization itself has created over so many years. And that is, you know, by creating livelihood opportunities and job opportunities for that section of the immigrant population that is not skilled, that is not very academically qualified. So what we typically do, we identify such people, we take them, we train them, we give them skills and then hire them as cooks, drivers, home care workers, so that, you know, they get a means of livelihood to sustain themselves, you know, and otherwise they would just be a big, big burden on the system. So that, I think, is a very good impact that we've created and over the years, over 30 years. And another very uh, huge impact that we've created is increasing and improving the health of the South Asian community as a whole. And our uh, nutritious meals has to do a lot with it because, you know, it gives them strength, it builds immunity, uh, you know, and overall improves the health of the community especially seniors, uh, you know. And another program that we have is uh, the Health Research 
research program with we are, which we are doing with Northwestern University of Medicine, where we've tried to reduce the risk of uh, heart disease and diabetes among South Asian people. So, so far, you know, you'll, you'll be pleased to know that, you know, 500 people have been recruited in this study and they've improved their health over a span of three years, you know. Uh, so that, I think, is a very big impact, again, on the community. So, yes, health, economic impact, you know, and through our public uh, benefit programs, we have improved the financial conditions of so many families. So, uh, you know, that is also a very, very significant impact that we've created through our programs. Well, and I think I loved what you said, Rashida, in that and in all the work that you're doing, it's it's productive citizenry. It's making sure that people can stand on their own two feet. They're not a drain on the system uh, and that they feel that they're they have social. They you know, they have the support structure that they need to, to start a new life, if you will, in many, many ways. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah that's yeah. very true. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming by. I so appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to seeing all the good work that I'm sure you're going to be doing in 2021. Thank you so much, Jane, for having me today. Thank you for giving this wonderful opportunity to talk to Naperville residents about our programs and how they can benefit from it. Absolutely. Thank you. And if you would like to learn more information about Metropolitan Asian Family Services, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. I'd like to thank all of my guests for joining us on Spotlight and our friends at UC Bank for their generous sponsorship of today's show. If you would like to learn more about the organizations featured on this episode, please go and visit our website at nctv17.com. And to stay informed about what's happening in our community, sign up to receive our daily news update and like and follow us on Facebook. For Spotlight, I'm Jane Wynette. Thank you for watching. Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, UC Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise.